Hey, Holly. Hey, Jason. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Oh, so familiar. And I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. That is an amazing sentence. It's called direct TV stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. Has this ever happened to you? And no need to ever buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Holy shit. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more. At learn direct- more at di- <laughs> okay, directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Direct t- com. Com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. From Lally PB. My roommates got into a fist fight arguing about whether or not Gina Davis's character dropped the ball on purpose at the end of a league of their own. Which one of you was arguing that she didn't? I want to fight you myself. So you're so that's you you come from the place of she did drop the ball on purpose. There's no other place. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm just clarifying that that's your stance. Apparently there is because there's one person out there who would still who, like to who believes this that fight. <laughs> who believes that Lori Petty generated the force to jar the ball, ball loose from a Gina Davis who was trying to Her character arc was completed. She was trying to give her sister a win. It was the last best gift she could give her sister before they were separated again. I'm sorry there. What if she choked? What if she choked? (laughs) (laughs) We are in a fight now. I'm sorry. I thought this would be funnier. We can cut this. Do you think, do you like, do you think she told her teammates that's what she did? No. Let me me put it this way. If, if you were Gina Davis, and you that, carry that's this different that that character doesn't have that level of egotism. But if you but how long could you carry this around before like eventually you're going to get into a different fight with your sister and you're going to no. say, "Oh yeah, well, I fucking dropped that ball." Oh, let me be clear. I'm not Gina Davis. I would hold this for maximum impact and bring it up like 20 years later. Like on their deathbed? Like yeah. whisper it? Wow. Or at the Hall them. of Fame induction ceremony. So, oh, that'd be good. Oh, look, yeah, there's yeah. the ball I dropped on purpose. Yeah. Because I'm stronger than you and better and at baseball. Laurie, always that, was, always will be. Go Peaches. The movie definitely wants you to believe she dropped the ball on purpose. Like, they, they very, it's, it's very clearly like that's what they, that's the story they want. Yes, I don't see how any other reading of the movie as a text is possible. I would now pay $10,000 to hear. Mad Dog Russo and Mike Francesa reunite. <laughs> oh, this. God. I would. No way! No way, Mike! No way! Those dames! No way! No way! Those, Those dizzy dames! It completed a character arc, Mad Dog. Had to. It was beautiful. To. What was the movie beautiful. they watched together? They watched The Horse Whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> she had to do it. She and had to it do was it. the right. No, the actual quote was they're sitting there, and Mad Dog goes, She had to do it. And very thoughtfully and gravely, Mike Francesa nods his head and goes, It was the right call, dog. 
Men are, men are right too emotional call. for film. It's the best thing ever published in the New Yorker, it's and it really is about good. these two fucking morons. <laughs> Wait, this was in the New Yorker? It was oh, yeah. in the New Yorker. Yeah. It's sublime. Yeah. I can't believe I've never shown this to you. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. And so I, when I read it, I had to put it down because I was crying, laughing for five minutes. It's straight. really, fu- it's really quite funny. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, just the two of them discussing League of Their Own. They're like, Glory Petty. Yeah, she's not a five-tool player. She's not a five-tool player. <laughs> but what a dame. I mean, she's scrappy. I'll give her that. That Rosie O'Donnell, though. <sighs> All those curves and me with no <laughs> the shutdown full cast you are listening to the internet's only college football podcast i am spencer hall joined by my co-host jason kirk hello jason hi how are you <laughs> i'm good thank you for asking <laughs> how's your week how's your week going buddy oh it's going pretty good so far um a little bit a little bit of gray sky out here but we're persevering it's not quite hoodie weather looks like it doesn't feel like it though mm. Don't be fooled. Yeah, we're. I think we got into we got into false false fall. No, right? we, we've been through cowards fall. Cowards fall, and now we are in summer three Summer it's, three point. It was kind of a. It was like shoulddy weather. Like should should I put on a hoodie? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were making a jersey hoodie combination. Like if we had one of those uh, thin hoodies made of jersey material. Though, Ooh, I, I love like those. That. The thin hoodie. Mm-hmm. The the, mm-hmm. the real raw thin hoodie. That's the. Perfect I wish garment. that they were more popular, like nationally, because really that would be all we needed here. Shoodies season. I like it. The other voice you are hearing is our perpetual guest host. Holly Anderson. I haven't been a guest for months. Why are you erasing me? Uh, I'm sorry. Just Her- like in real life. Just like in real life. Holly Anderson. Hi, Holly. How are you? I was better a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. But then the podcast started. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm literally tethered to you by metal cords. Tethered by metal cords. Uh, not tethered to me by metal cords, but by bonds of emotion too strong to break. Counselor Ryan Nanny. Didn't we almost have it, it all? I would, uh, I would actually prefer to be called guest host because I feel it gives me um, <laughs> a level of legal distance that might come in handy down the Plausible road. Plausible deniability. Oh, no, no, you're, oh, no, you're in this. We've been through this. You're a lawyer, so everything we say here is protected. That's right, e- including the listeners. The listeners, everything that they're saying back to us in their cars, in their homes... Uh, wherever they're listening to this, out in the wilderness, which Listener, who listeners, knows? Af- after you end this podcast, which could be right now, who's to say? Um, yeah, someone could end this podcast. I want you to Google crime fraud exception. That's it. Ooh. <laughs> it's again. You are your own attorney. Remember, that's the most powerful attorney you have yourself. Don't hmm. say anything. Look up crime fraud exception. Do your own research. Ryan, has mm-hmm. there been? Have you or anyone you loved been hit or harassed or damaged by a pedal-based form of entertainment and bar in Nashville? No. And are there uh, pedal tavern lawyers? I'm there telling him this is this is a oh, sideline. You need to be a pedal tavern lawyer. Yeah, it beats being a blogger. Am I 
am I working for the pedal taverns or am I working for those accosted? You could item? chase an ambulance pretty easily if it was a pedal tavern. If it was pedal, you were making. Yeah. I think yeah. you're making your own rain by establishing two law firms, bankrolling the other one, and ginning up an entire economy of pedal tavern related lawsuits. So one is pedal prosecution and one is pedal crime defense. Yes, I mean, okay. I mean, the city recently filed a lawsuit to shut down the hot tub pedal tavern. I don't think that one's a, <laughs> wait, wait, I don't think that one's a pedal tavern, but it is a a like mobile hot tub. Wait, are you trying to tell me somebody was running an unlicensed hot, mobile hot tub? Yeah, hot tub I believe machine. that's right. Yeah, I believe. Oh that is my right. god! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to stop. Holly, did you say hot tub crime machine? Hot. I did. Thank you. I love you and I cherish you. Thank you. From is, three. Is, is Nashville just like lazy Vegas? Like just just yes. sit and wait and just sit and wait yes. and this yeah. like half-assed debauchery will roll past you and you can climb on. Yeah, can I, I mean tell you my favorite yeah. fact that's like ten years old. Sure. Although I, I I'm sure it's still true. Do you know where the top three highest concentration, like where the like in the world the top three highest concentrations of either like physical weddings chapels or weddings performed per year are? Hmm. One is Vegas, which you can probably guess. Two is Istanbul, or at least it was at the time. Three is Gatlinburg. Huh. So the idea that I have in mind is that you converge from wherever you are in the Midwest on Nashville for your bachelor party, and then you just continue marauding east like a parade of locusts that has monogram decals in your back window. Basically, can I tell you a little bit about the hot tub? I would. Oh, I want I to hear nothing but... Hold okay. all my calls okay. while you do this. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize it as best I can. There is there is a there is one of the traveling bachelor slash bachelorette bacchanalia devices uh, is called Music City Party Tub. <laughs> Wait, dudes, do this? I thought this was a ladies only problem. I th- I think this uh, no, I think some of these are like dudes and ladies. Do they have seat belts on the ones for dudes? I have concerns. Uh, I don't know, actually. I just okay. want to know how many dudes rented it, and they were just like, all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, so we got eight dudes in a hot tub. This is nowhere near as entertaining as we wanted it to be. Oh, disagree. So the city's lawsuit alleges that Music City Party Tub, uh, uh, just a wonderful phrase to say, is operating illegally without a public swimming pool permit, but it also is is not registered with the state and does not have a business license. And basically what they say happened is in 2019, the proprietor of this submitted, like was told by the health department, like, all right, submit some design plans for your mobile hot tub, apply for this permit, whatever. They, they had somebody go and inspect the trailer that has a hot tub on it and give and they gave him a list of things that had to be done before they would give him a permit and then he just never showed up he never <laughs> came back and he just started rolling around town in his hot tub in his mobile they hot can't, tub they can't catch him they here. can't find him no well we've clearly discovered a nashville philly portal we have somewhere <laughs> yeah yeah. He, Except he just slips back to Pennsylvania as soon as he turns the corner. Here's the key difference. In Philly, 
they would just say, this is illegal, and that's why I like it. This guy claims that his hot tub is 50 gallons short of the minimum capacity for a public yeah. pool. That mm, sounds yeah. like an insult that you would whisper to somebody at like a family reunion. He's 50 gallons short. He's about short. 50 gallons short of hot tub, <laughs> and he's going bald too, bless his heart. But the, but the city is like, that requirement doesn't, that exemption doesn't exist. You just made it up. Well, what is the, like, how how big is a swimming pool? What is, uh, how big? I think it has to do more with, like, how you're using something versus how big it is. But who swims in a hot tub? Isn't this legislative? Okay, I have a serious question. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Keep this fall kid. under the, doesn't this fall under the same general umbrella of legislating intent that gets us into into philosophical hot water with legislating hate crimes? No pun intended. Because ultimately, I mean, what you're legislating here is intent, right? I I guess so. Yeah, I guess I guess it is about like what is the intended use of your. So you're saying it would be perfectly fine if this gentleman had Music City Party Tub, but it was just for him. And because he has decided <laughs> to make it a business, uh-huh. he uh-huh. has crossed the line. Wait, uh-huh. wait, wait, wait! It's it's not a it's not a swimming pool. It's a wet chair. Yeah, mm. what if what if it was just like, hey, I have a private club I drive around uh-huh. and I sell memberships to my friends to sit in I my have wet a chair. All right, all right, does it matter? Have, hold trademark, on. Trademark, by hold the way, on. trademark. Wet chair. Does it trademark. matter? Does it matter that he has a hashtag on the back of the on the back of the the vehicle that says Splashville? No. Anybody could have put that there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that so may, can't can't he just all? argue this is my bus and it has rained? Of all the places to argue for the existence of rogue bands of ladies yeah. wandering around town with their cricket machines just plastering decals on everything, Nashville's the strongest case. Splashville, by the way, it's an old family name. We're French. Splash <laughs> V. Hmm. I don't see what's wrong with having a very leaky bus. But, I mean, it, I want to be clear. This is not... He didn't just, like, put a tarp up in some ways to... Like, it's a literal hot tub. So? And then it was filled with rain. It's not his fault. What if, okay. what if we turn off the heat on the thing, mm-hmm. fill it with fish, <laughs> give everyone hooks and lures <laughs> and rods, and we turn it into a floating fishing pond, a.k.a. like the livest well imaginable? I like that we've come back to live wells where there should not be live wells, like three yeah. episodes in a row. Sure. I love this energy. What could go wrong, by the way, with getting a bunch of idiots who would party in Nashville on a Friday night hammered and handing them hooks they can send flying through the air? <laughs> what, if we, what if we use the little magnet fish and give them oh, that's the little cute. magnet fish? Yeah. 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 No one can be harmed. And like additional that. potential of electrocution, which I like. What if we go the other way and give everyone spear guns? Harpoon guns. Yeah. Hey, we're going harpooning for my bachelor party. Oh. It's called the House of Five Hours George Later. Carlin said, don't ever fight a crying woman with a harpoon gun entering a sports bar. <laughs> and we're about to test that theory. That's the last time you do that to me, Randy, you son of a bitch. Ryan, anyway, you've given, us a lot, you've given us a lot to thought to think hey, about. Hey, you're welcome. Um, you know, Nashville, they say they're business friendly, but then they tell you that you got to get a license for your hot tub on a truck. 
And it's like, where, show me in the Constitution. Show me in the Commerce Clause. It ain't there. Hot tub is not in the Constitution. I look frequently. Interstate Commerce Clause for a reason. This is Broadway. Right. This is the inner tube Commerce Clause. <laughs> Nailed it. God, I hope that exists. <laughs> this is like, I, I've, you brought so much to the show this week, Ryan, because this wasn't even what you wanted to talk no, about to start the no. show. You have an existential issue. Yeah, I'm kind of. That I'm, wasn't the existential. No, issue. this isn't the existential. I just no. assumed this was it. Okay. No, my existence is perfectly fine outside of uh, Nashville party pool. Um, so I I tweeted a, a pointless tweet. That's not the important thing. I said that I thought the bridesmaid dresses in the Fansville commercial where they have the wedding. I was like, I think those actually look very nice. I think like that's of bridesmaid dresses I have seen. Like it's a pretty nice color. Looks good on people. Looks good on like a wide range of people. There's no you know. weird silhouettes. Right, right. I'm like, I think, I think that you know, throw away meaningless, whatever. <clears throat> and then Dr. Pepper responded to me and said, "If it was up to us, that'd be the color of the wedding dress." Are they calling Natalie a tramp? Sure. I mean, that, great question. Natalie is a tramp, but they were overruled by some kind of power over Dr. Pepper. Who right. has more power than Dr. Pepper? That's my question. So that's my that that's where I'm really getting tripped up because it's like it is up to Dr. Uh, like unless Dr. Pepper is telling us that Fansville is a simulation spun out of their control where they cannot dictate With our help. Right. And I'm like, I mean, this was basically our, we basically manifested Fansville lore into the real world on our own. But so, you, so who controls it now? So you have like, huh. a, it's kind of a matrix situation, right? Where, where they're bringing, they're trying to define the Neo who can reset the whole thing. Um, the, the color of the dress is it's like the color of a Dr. Pepper can. It's that dark red, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and on the wedding dress also, she does have the jersey stripes down the side. The very nice, the very nice accent. Mm-hmm. So what they're saying is, if it were up to them, that color would be on the, the bridal dress entire. I, that appears to be the case, yeah. But, but it's like, not up to them. Who is it up to? Well, it could have, I mean, wh- why wouldn't it just be up to her? She said, no, Dr. Pepper, I, li- I do my own research. I don't listen to doctors. That, that but see, even, even in that... <laughs> so, so, so now, you're but now you're, that yeah. This woman within the Dr. Pepper universe, whom we love, she's our favorite character. Uh, you're saying that she now has free will, right? Well, why, of course, they all did all along. Why you're saying they? everyone in the oh, Dr. Man. Pepper universe has free will and are of making course. these choices of their own volition. Did, wow. uh, where, did, where, did we think they were animatronics all along, controlled, controlled via Dr. Pepper's mind I, machines? Listen, this is going to make me sound really stupid, but I thought they were actors. Oh. Until now, no. They, they, these, they're doing, they do these performances live, uh, one hundred times per Saturday, over and mm-hmm. over. Eddie George actually is animatronic, though. There, there really is a Stephen King story that lines up almost exactly with this, and it's called "You Know They Got a Hell of a Band." This is terrifying. It's about literal rock and roll heaven being a a tourist trap town mm-hmm. on a on a lonesome highway that you get lost on, and all the dead rock and rollers are trapped there performing forever. What what I see here is Dr. Pepper wanted her dress to be a certain color, and she rejected the patriarchy. She elected the the, the dress that she uh, that she wanted. 
That's actually a very canny feminist inversion of insisting upon uh, the uh, insisting upon the colors so associated, uh, you know, with with purity and all of the you know all of the baggage that has come with that throughout sure. the centuries. So well, maybe sure. she's but, like she's like I'm definitely not a virgin, but I will wear this dress. Fuck you. Well, and also it has red accents. Like that clear that sure. clearly yeah. indicates I am my own person. This might have been a dress inherited from a grandmother or something, but it has So who all, decided all it hasn't? No, it so, hasn't. Her grandmother's dress was also football themed because this is Fansville. Like, so please. she also decided to have Joe Theismann at her calling her wedding. Yes, so that he could be tackled, just raised him across the board by her. Right. Yeah. So what does Dr. Pepper control at this point? Uh, I think that's, is is that the overall story? Dr. (laughs) Pepper's losing control? (laughs) Has Fansville broken contain? Do they control the portal through which Fansville now, like basically do they just control the windows? Did the transfer portal appearing in Fansville work a little too well? Are there immutable laws of the fans? Like, is the, so there's the Lysine contingency in Jurassic Park where the dinosaurs have to <laughs> right. be given Lysine or they will die. Is Dr. Pepper the Lysine? Uh, I feel so bad that Felder's not here right now. Is Dr. Pepper the Lysine of the Fansville human population? God, you know, would know too. listener out there, if you are interested in seeing the first work of fiction to develop a fully functioning rule for tr- physical active transfer portals uh, that, that work their way in and out of a college football themed universe oh, simple7.com thank you it was a year Ooh. ago it's okay it's okay a year and a half ago it's okay uh, still good far as I can tell it's so good still works uh, Dr. Still. Pepper doesn't control that either there's Although no Dr. Pepper the in it because the, they the, couldn't the afford the color us. of the cover suggests mm. that it's a, wow. used within the extended universe doesn't it that's true makes you think Anyway, uh, Dr. Pepper, come throw us some fucking sponsorship money, you cowards. Seriously, the amount of Mm -hmm. the amount of emotional labor that we have thrown this sentient soda brand of, again, our own free will. Actually, I'm I'm going to bypass the fake powers at Dr. Pepper. Okay, we have. Yeah, just just like the brat. The puppet yeah. government, <laughs> Doctor. User bend to mouth uh, suggestion uh, has a, a suggestion for our slogan for when Dr. Pepper picks up a sponsorship of this show, which is 23 fa- flavors, 23 flavors, and about 25 snakes. <laughs> 24 flavors of snake. Um, Maybe. Hey, you know what, Jason? That sounds like you're doing a little bit of podcast business. <laughs> yeah. What's that song? Podcast business. What's that business? Podcast business. It's a business. Podcast business. With the business. It's the stuff we do to make money to feed our dogs and cats and stuff. And... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get to a second verse. Home One field week. apparel. <laughs> they got shirts with dogs and cats and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So many dogs and cats. They got a lot. As they've as they've noted, uh, dogs and cats are very popular shirts. Their 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 number two shirt of Big New Saturday was a dog playing golf. Number one was also an animal, if I I recall correctly. A lot alligators perform very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We also uh, the our our Tampa listeners got very upset at me in particular last week because I did not acknowledge that USF, despite not being part of Big New Saturday, is now part of the home field family. So if you want. If you want to get a very top-heavy bull standing on its two hind on its two back legs, 
looking like it's ready to like fight and hug you, the traditional form of Tampa greeting, um, you can get that now. Oh. Fight go, hug. Yeah, go Golden Ramens. It is a it is a sick logo. Like that nineties USF logo. Is he that's good. I like the the, the uh the rhombus bank logo one. Like the mm-hmm. the very um bank logo is the only way I can describe it. It that is a very Tampa thing. That that US USF they're like, What does our logo look like? And you're like a really tough, nasty bank. <laughs> Dirty bank. Dirty bank. <laughs> it's a very drugs very bank thing. It is the most comfortable dirty bank shirt you will ever wear. <laughs> this bank you can still smoke in. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> Why Fight are you bank. coming up with awesome business? You have no license for your bank you can smoke in, Ryan. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. And for this some the- reason, it's like a tractor I roll around Nashville. Welcome to smoking bank. Pedal bank. <laughs> Hot tub bank. <laughs> We got wet money and cigarettes. <laughs> we only take. We got wet crypto. Hot tub dimes machine. You look like you had a bad. You look like you had a bad day at the beach, brother. <laughs> Do you need to lay low somewhere? Come to Tampa Smoking Bay. Lay in the back of hot tub. Your one in stars will will go down so quickly. Cops they can't see let- you underwater. If it's warm. It's got healing properties. Fame, predator, pre- you know who can't see you in the hot tub? Predator. Predator has no idea where you are. <laughs> Predator's mm-hmm. like, damn it, he disappeared, and he also appears to be so relaxed. Mm-hmm. I'm detecting immense relaxation and invisibility. Yeah. Predator just wanted to go to Jason Aldean's bar, but instead Do he it. Fuck with her. <laughs> Do it! Buy me a yard of beer! Buy Holly's, me a huge cartoonist drink! Holly's physical re- revulsion to this is the correct response. Oh, it's just so loud, he's in my monitor. <laughs> Just do the tiny donkeys thing again. Tiny donkeys in the hot tub with me. The wet chair and my tiny donkeys. <laughs> wet donkeys. My tiny donk and the tiny donkeys. I would, I would, listen, I'm not that interested in Lower Broad. I would go down to Broadway for Arnold Schwarzenegger's tiny donkey honky donk. <laughs> <laughs> because this is so beautiful <laughs> this isn't even what the show is about today no, home field no. apparel home field yeah, apparel home oh yeah you um, use offer code fullcast to get 20 percent off your first order that's uh, right and and maybe honky tonk honky tonk tiny donkey will make its appearance there at some because i'm a i'm a, i'm a donkey tonk man <laughs> and i don't know when to stop love to hear the little sound of their hooves when they go clip clops <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I didn't think I'd st- like when I started this day. I didn't think I'd end up singing Ooh. Dwight Yoakam and Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice. Shout out to Colorado School of Mines, the original anyway, Donkey Tonk can- School. <laughs> you know what you could put into the jukebox at Arnold's Tiny Donkey Honky Tonk? Acorns. That's right, money. Acorns you can put dimes. money your you retirement account. <laughs> your whole retirement yes. account. Put the entire <laughs> retirement account into it. Why retire in a retirement home when you can retire in Arnold's roving donkey hot tub? Put Acorns.com. Put Joe D. Messina 58,000 times and leave. Slash full cast. Where if you 
go to the thing and download the thing, you get $5. She thinks you my donkey's sexy. A few seconds earlier with those $5, plus the money you add to those $5 that then multiplies via market magic. You know, Acorns.com. With the demise of the bad boy mowers bowl, we can use our retirement accounts to find, uh, to found our own line of tractors and lawn equipment. John Donk, <laughs> they're crimson for wide-hipped men. Okay. <laughs> according to, according well, to the app, I will still be working uh, at age eighty-three, but I have a feeling that we're whittling down, it down. That's on right. The mower. Yeah, honestly, we're, we're I will rest my bones on the mower in the donkey tub. That is traveling throughout nashville while i bank i mean acorns also hasn't taken into account the the money you're going to see from your competing hot tub pool business so yeah or from your competing children who can both have their own early start accounts under the early plan uh, let me give you the score this week oh we've had some we've had some motion y'all okay because my uh you, as you're familiar my younger son has been embezzling from his account and making his own investments right now we are down to the lowest margin yet wow yeah, yeah older son is older son the, the clash is coming the law abiding the one reckoning is catching up now this means one of two things has happened one either my younger son is siphoning off money from his account slowly like a gas leak so that i won't notice it until it's too late or the older son has figured out how to do crimes now and is catching up that way. Because the am margin I, is am now. I, am I wrong in saying he would, he would tell you if he had figured out how to do crimes? I'm committing crimes! Thousand yeah. Okay. Would. All right. Yeah. So let's He's just rule straight, that right out. He'd Unless he doesn't know it's a crime. Mm. Yeah. Unless I get. Unless I put down my headphones today and go over and he immediately says, hey, dad, I'm committing crimes. He might do that. He does crave approval. He's at that age. Yeah, he would. And I'd approve. I love this <laughs> sequel to Hell or High Water. Yes. It's my favorite part of the Acorns experience. My children learning the joy of investing and on the side financial crimes. If you're going to be a real investor, you have to commit some kind of financial crime. All finance is crime. Yeah. All finance Acorns. is crime. Acorns. All property com. is theft. We but love not our all, sponsors. Not all crime is finance. But not all theft is property. But all uh, crime is fun. That's true. <laughs> all hot tubs are technically wet naps, but not all wet naps are hot tubs. <laughs> oh, man, you could take a wet nap in there. See? <laughs> this is how Spencer yeah. dies. This is 100% how Spencer oh, took a nap in the Nashville <laughs> hot tub and he drowned. I just ate ribs. What do I do? <laughs> hot tub. <laughs> You are the I only can... <laughs> adult I know who sleeps like on their stomach as though they have been dropped into their crib. Yeah. This could happen. You could drown in very shallow water. You know, every now and then there'll be a story out of Arizona where they're like, two retirees were found dead in their hot tub. It turns out that they'd each had like nine drinks and yep. they'd smoked a bunch of weed and taken a bunch of pills and they were like, hey, let's go chill in the hot that tub. That sounds fantastic. That never sounds like a tragedy to me. I'm always like, well, you gotta go. <laughs> How are you feeling? Awesome. Super yeah. chill. Super chill. Super chill. <laughs> how did you die in my badass hot tub? That'd be fantastic. I mean, if if the answer to how do you, how did you die is I don't know, then how bad could it have been? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. No, man, I woke up. And somebody's like, "Yeah, you died in a hot tub," and I was like, "Next awesome. thing I know, I was out of there." 
How did you go? Torn to, torn to pieces by wolves. Man, that sucked. How did you die? I died in a hot tub drunk off my God. ass. That's, Abe, that's nice. Abe, Abe Lincoln would have much rather died in a hot tub. You kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. He's it, a really tall guy. <laughs> His, his whole upper torso would be pretty cold, I feel. It's got to be a big hot tub. He's got a slouch. He's got to lay down in the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Although the humor the humor of looking up into the balcony and going, Oh, no! He stayed in the hot tub suite too long! <laughs> oh, no, he wrinkled to death. The president is dead. John Wilkes Booth standing there with a gun. You stay in that hot tub. The president has this. disintegrated. Yeah. Six Semper Hot Tubbus. This is... The White House Down sequel that we deserve, <laughs> where Olympus White House Drown. <laughs> Thank you! Thank you! Yes! Yes! The president's being held in a hot tub. The he's president is relaxed. so... He's having, he's having a good time! <laughs> the president has, is soggy. It has the little neon lights that you can change the colors and everything. It's transfixed. We're invoking Finally. the 25th Amendment because the president's in a hot tub and he's had four beers. He's too chill. <laughs> he's too chill to do He's the too job. chill to lead. He's too chill to lead. Too chill to lead. Yeah, yeah. Dan, that's that's a pretty good idea. Like before it's you know, before you go into the room where it's like, do we do a war or not? Let mm-hmm. the president get a good soak in and have a few beers and then, and then he gets like, to decide whether we're gonna do Jack the war. Jack Bauer bursts if through you, the door the and shoots the, him in the chest. If the idea of the job being terrible doesn't dissuade you enough from wanting to be president, Think about like four straight years in which you cannot in good conscience pop an edible before bed. That is, I will say, the designated survivor, not the television show, but the actual person at the State of the Union. But, they on, the, get to, but on the television show. But on the television show. But on the television show. <laughs> I, think, I think the designated survivor, and we should like have a camera, like a picture in picture during the State of the Union, they should get to be like in a chill out tent or a hot tub or something like that because if things go super wrong and they have to lead the country we do want them in a chill state of mind you want them well rested right. sensory deprivation tank yeah you yeah. want the camera to cut to them and they're kind of unfazed like right ready to lead wait a second sure okay i realize i'm introducing more water to a scenario that if anything calls for drier conditions but man how much better would it be if the State of the Union was... Cond- I mean, so there's a dais up at the front, right? Dunk tank. Mm. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Only dunk tank with dodgeball elements. Like, if the president catches your softball, he can throw it back. Sure. Joe sure. Wilson, looking at you. I'm still stuck on the notion of the lone survivor being on the being on the stationary bike. Designated like the survivor, lone survivor is a different television show. I'm sorry, the lone survivor being on the exercise bike like the backup QB. Like, yeah, here he goes. Come <laughs> holding in. the clipboard like, so holding the clipboard there's a net in front of him as he signs as he signs <laughs> he's, he's warming up wearing a ball loose. cap it's got a ball yeah. cap he has to remove he or she has to remove it's like are you at a Fairfield Inn yeah they, the buffet here is great he sits in on every meeting he's there he's there he's the first guy in the facility last mm-hmm. out do we uh, do we have any further podcast business that you would like to mention Let's, hey, we have um, another show. We oh, right. Yeah. Another show. Yeah. We do. The, I love it. In, ca- in case anyone is uh, is still trying to catch up on things this season, if you're looking for the second episode, the weekend recap episode, we still do it. It's on a different feed. Fullcast After Dark is the name of the feed. It also goes up on the Lebetard and Friends account because we are friends of Lebetard as of uh, officially as of a month ago. 
I like that you. we also have given you two options for how to listen to this show. One, you can listen to it when it gets posted as a podcast where the audio is like pretty good, pretty normal. And you just sort of hear it uh, start normally and end normally. These are all in, you know, relative full cast terms. Or you can listen to it on, at Twitter Spaces at like 1230 in the morning when half our phones don't work and we're not sure when the show has started and things uh, weirdly echo. And the transcript says Jason is just saying mom over and over again. So you have like two different, you can have like, you know, vanilla ice cream. Or you can have ice cream with rocks in it. <laughs> you can have you. ice cream that is, like, still not made yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can have milk. Just hot milk. <laughs> hot tub of milk. That's what I- we give you every midnight Eastern Saturday <laughs> on Twitter. I have a confession to make. Yeah. So, it has been, jokes have been made before about how I literally went to school for for this, for performing arts and uh, audio is obviously my weak spot and even I with my, look Tennessee is not a great school but my program is a good program and I can't fix the I can't fix the audio consistently you know, Cerber is a professional and the uh, better than any of us and the haint has bested him at times, the haint is in the process of besting our new engineer from Meadowlark I got a confession to make it was about four o'clock in the morning on Saturday night when I was ruminating over the bumpy start we had logging into Twitter spaces because one of the things exacerbating the current conditions on the Saturday night show is that Twitter spaces is itself kind of a mess right now. And that's per Twitter's own engineers. They're like, yeah, we're kind of trying this thing. They, we have a very shared energy with them, which is I think one thing that makes the show really work. They're like, oh, we don't know if this is going to work at all. Why don't you try this? And it's almost impossible to get all of us onto the broadcast at the same time to start the show at the same time. Uh, for the first couple of weeks, like mine wouldn't turn on at all. You know, Spencer and I have this weird echo that's following us around. And uh, our listeners have taken it in great stride because we have click trained y'all through much, much worse over the years. And they kind of reveled in being around for the sound check on Saturday night. And about two hours after we all logged out for the night, I sat bolt upright and realized that we all could have just muted our phones until we were all in the Twitter space. We're going to forget on Saturday. You know that. Oh, we're I know. Forget. Okay. Yeah. I know. Okay. Uh, okay. And if I remember, I have no intent of reminding anyone. Okay. I believe that concludes podcast business. On to on to the episode. I'm going to lead us into this. Yeah, it's a good time to start this episode of uh, 44 minutes into server. What are we at? 44? All right, 44 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, 44. Right. Sorry, uh, microphones don't work. I am a professional at audio. <laughs> yeah, you sound like it. It's a lean 44, though. Uh-huh. Server was better at his job, I maintain, before he joined up with us idiots. So I, I think server is playing down to his opponent, and I get it. I respect oh, that's a, that's listen. He I'm is Michigan. reserving his strength. He is like he is Roger Federer letting letting some scrub in round one of yeah. Wimbledon take a set off him. Yeah, yeah. It's six, rebuilding six four three six six one six one. That's still a win. You're still moving on. It's fine. Yeah. So I have for our listening pleasure uh, queued up a number of scenarios from a Twitter prompt we threw out this week, which is. What is the dumbest thing you have ever been in or witnessed a physical 
fight over. Now we set some parameters that we thought were very clear, and as usual, most of you blew by these. Yes, they had to be a physical fight. Uh, yes, it had to be you, not something you heard about. Uh, we would also accept fights that you saw. And no, that's about it. That's all our parameters. So many of our disaster episodes involve, uh, involve fisticuffs, but uh, after watching again for the umpteenth time the video of the guy pulling a knife on the other guy uh, as they argued over whether or not Glinda was a witch in the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> uh, we 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 decided to we decided to take this one to the people. Uh, Spencer, what's the dumbest thing that you have ever physically fought over or witnessed someone fighting over? Um. I got into a fight with a good friend of mine in college because I said the following words. Please stop reading your journal to me. Oh, God. He was reading his journal out loud to me. He said, please stop reading your journal to me. And at that point, we began to fight violently. Was I it yes. <laughs> yes, it was. So, like, um, we're going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> good Sorry, so your opponent insisted on continuing to read, or it was it was very much a you have offended my honor by stating that you have crippling ADHD and can no longer take me reading my it's journal out loud to you. It's a journal because it's for you, man. Uh, <laughs> I cannot imagine anything worse. And, and then we got into a fight. That's basically just long form Twitter. How'd the fight yeah. go? Uh, I I won. Wes is pretty small. I won. That's that's mm. the problem. Is that I was wearing him like a backpack and slamming him into the door behind me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and did he surrender and say, and agree to terms? Well, that's very Jason Bourne of you. Yeah. yeah. No, it was very it was very like I discovered that was when I discovered my fighting style, which was use anything in the room and hit people with it. And I'm not thump against I, it. I'm not good at fighting. No, but it's but I'm very creative. Hmm. Very creative. I sure. would have hit him with a phone book if we'd had one, right? I would have done the born thing. Oh, I've never gotten to do that. That that's a dream still. It's not hey, too late. Hey, yeah. next li next live show. I think yeah. we should let if we let's do this. Let's combine two things. If we hit a certain charity bowl goal, mm -hmm. Holly gets to hit Spencer, hit Spencer with, with a with phone, a phone book, book. Yeah. at a live show. Oh, okay, I was, yeah, I, was I thought you were going to say a member uh, of the winning fan base gets to fight Spencer. I don't like that because Michigan has many students. Michigan has produced many strong. alumni. They know there a lot are of things some very, about very, war, very, very Midwestern. They've, they've read a. They've read about a lot of <laughs> duels. <laughs> yeah. The dumbest fight I have ever witnessed in person was. I'm going to have to obfuscate some details here because of the governmental and religious jobs a couple of the people involved in this brawl now hold. But one of my very good friends. Um, Speaking of Metal Ark, this is not that Poppy, but shout out to Poppy, one of my very best friends at college, who uh, became involved in a lengthy bout of fisticuffs over whether or not a deer, a given deer, was in fact a 10-point buck. For those of you who aren't familiar with deer hunting, you can determine whether or not something is a 10-point buck by counting the amount of points on its antlers. The deer in question was dead and right in front of us, and this is an argument that could have been solved by counting to ten. It was like my own real-life version, though I didn't know it yet, of John Boyce's Dumbest Boy Alive. 
Folks, if you have a hard time counting bucks, acorns.com. <laughs> <laughs> wow. In 2003, some friends mm. and I went to the Miami, Florida game in Miami. Florida blew a, I want to say a 22, 23 point lead in the second half. Mm-hmm. We drove home that night all feeling terrible through the night. And in the morning, two of my friends fought in the parking lot on campus at Florida. And the subject was, which one was more mature? That's it. There is, <laughs> I have no nuance to the story. There are no other levels. They were just fighting about which one of them was more mature. Yes. The um, only fight I can remember being in, in since middle school, I don't remember why it happened. I just remember me, me and the homies did a lot of amateur MMA. So like we thought we were really mm-hmm. good at fighting. <clears throat> and we'd also watched a lot of pro wrestling. I think I've talked about it on here. I don't know. We've done mm-hmm. this podcast for about 50 years. But um, in the back room at Publix, this big fellow whose last name was Velarde came charging at me oh, like boy. a damn rhino. So I hooked his head and hit him with the DDT on the cement. Uh, it outweighed <laughs> me by like 70 pounds, but it's, it was a very easy fight to win. What and everyone thought I was physics. a badass, but all I did was fall over. Yeah, all I did was, okay, you want to go that way? Let's Let's go. We are we are both going the way you were going, which is your face into the ground, and like his big old like fucking buzz cut, uh, you know, like the what I forget the name crew yeah. cut, yeah. yeah, his big old crew cut skull just bonk, just a satisfying thump, and then he pops up and goes back to work. It was like I fixed his brain or something. Huh. You, like, I don't know you what we were fighting him about. A hard though. reboot. Yeah, you reset yeah. him. <laughs> just reset Velarde. Dude, I want to go ahead and rephrase this though because you just like poor mouth yourself there you gave someone a ddt on the concrete floor in the back unplanned, of a Publix. On unplanned the spur of the moment, spur yeah, of the moment. Then, we, then we just popped up like okay i got aisle seven and you know th- th- mm. back to work dude you sold the hell out of that that that's like that that's like wrestlemania he sold it. the shit <laughs> he was oh, yeah, he did sell it yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you aren't anderson him that's spectacular it worked all right, we're going to turn now to the readers. I have collected a number of them, uh, not to trigger any, uh, not not to trigger any fans involved in the Alabama A and M or uh, Ole Miss Arkansas game. But I'm going to ask all of you to pick six, and we are going to lead off with. Uh, oh no, I'm saving that one for last. I'm going to lead off with with Luter Suko. With Reader Suko, I just had a small stroke at its BP though on Twitter. I re- I really like this one because of the ending, and also because I feel like there's some missing information that I would like us to just fill in. I don't want it from the reader. At a night game tailgate, my friend threw a bowl of beanie weenies on the ground, and started an epic dozen of 18-year-old versus 50-year-olds brawl that the wives had to break up. Was fun, though. <laughs> was what, fun. Did, did he dishonor the beanie weenies? Was that the, was that the problem? Or were the beanie weenies the gauntlet thrown down to signal that he was not going to let some previous insult pass? I think it's the gauntlet. That to me is more entertaining. It's like, no, this, no further. The beanie weenies drop here. Did the wives think it was fun? Do, do wives like breaking up fights? They had to. Bre- they had to break it up. So I'm guessing no. 
Although if one of them was the architect of the original Beanie Weenies, maybe perhaps they started something that they did not feel like uh, finishing for such a lengthy amount of evening. I would like my first one that I would like to discuss here is from at Scooter 80. At a frat party, my roommate was snooping around and pulled a catering pan out of their fridge containing the prior day's sliced beef, the kind where the once liquefied fat has congealed. He ate that filth cold, and I gave him so much shit, he finally had to punch me in the face. I misread this one initially, and I thought that the, that the reader was so angry at, at, uh, at his roommate for eating this that he punched him, like, out of principle. Right. I have to. Right. So this that, is not really like, this is an honor thing. This is not really a fight over a subject so much as it is this driving is another person. I mean, it's really all fights are about, you know, defending your shitty choices on one level or another. Right. I get this, though, because yeah. I am the guy who would give him so much shit that I'd get punched. I am that person. Are like, you also the, the guy who would eat the old beef? Yes. Yeah, I am also how, that person. How will you escape his dungeon? <laughs> this is, I'm the duality. The duality of man. Two statues right guard a door. One only eats old beef. The Two other wolf. only punches. Two wolves are inside. <laughs> one, one only one of them beef. is hungry. Only one of them is hungry. The other one is full, but doesn't feel good. One of them. One of them wishes it could have eaten the old beef. You know, God damn it, Daddy! All that talk about the wolf you feed, and not that talk about what you feed the wolf. I just I know, use that information. I, I just know there's just one moment where the guy's just been hit, and the other guy's standing there with the like tin of beef in his hand, right? And like <laughs> shit all over. No, it's a pan. This is like aluminum. Yeah. Right. Well, so I right? see him holding it like Bonk. this, right? And, yeah, and he's but, sitting there just, and he's going like, "Why did you just let me eat my beef?" But here's the Why? problem. Here's the problem. When you have been punched by somebody who just ate a catering tray of old beef. You can't, you can't punch them because the likelihood that they will throw old beef up onto you is very high. Oh, well, you're, you're so aiming for you're aiming for just the nose. You cannot no no body shots here because I, I honestly I think I think like the delicate balance is such that any contact with their body would immediately <laughs> like if you even kicked him in the shins hard enough. Yes, to startle I him. think if he stubbed his toe, he would throw up old beef everywhere. <laughs> This is diabolical because not only is he the physical aggressor in this situation, he's turned himself into a proximity mine. Mm -hmm. What kind of, what kind of like, what kind of saw scenario did we just create? You've just eaten a bunch of old beef. You're on a trampoline, and I will begin bouncing. You, you and must now hold you're the beef invincible. In. Wait, was that supposed to be saw? Yeah, I do. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I think the strategy is to um, quickly encircle the person. They can't. They can't. They can't turn very fast. They're full of old beef. That's true. And then you go for the headlock, and you know, uh, they're they're already sleepy because they're full them. of old beef. Yeah. You just sort of guide them to the ground, and okay, sleep it off. You tranked yourself. Congratulations. I feel like I've learned a lot today already. He's hurt, Mike. He's full of old beef. <laughs> this fight's over. <laughs> um. Okay. I will. Uh. I will take one that I love because it's short but sweet. This is from Wild West WX on Twitter. Two of my high school buddies got in a fist fight over a nuance in hacky sack rules. 
I was not aware that fist fights and hacky sack protocol junkies were an overlapping Venn diagram of any sort. Well, Robert's rules of hacky sack is obviously <laughs> Rob. It's no. Robbie. Robbie's, Robbie's rules. Robbie's rules. J. Rob's rules of hacky yeah, sack. J- Brody. <laughs> um, Brody Naismith. <laughs> like, I don't. Isn't the whole point of hacky sack that you're going to do something vaguely physical that is in no way competitive or at all violent? Like, hacky sack is the least violent physical activity you can do. Right? That was, my, that was my confusion as well. <laughs> but, but. I mean, I, I, I've seen a I, lot of uh, taking pride in the uh, in, a, in, a, in a, a combo streak chain, whatever you sure. call it. Yeah. But what are, what are the, like, if I ask the three of you, what are the rules of hacky sack? I thought it was like, keep it off the ground. Sure. There are numerous. Like, it's like the, kids with a balloon, right? Keep it. There are numerous keep schools. Up, yeah. 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 So, so it's like different fighting styles of hacky yeah. sack. I, I, I hung out with I enough. The, I hung out with enough contact hacky sack. I, I hung out with enough skaters in high school to gather sure. that there are many important styles and distinctions, and like there there is a negotiating round. What what sort of hacky sack are we playing? Like, there's also the pothead hacky sack, where it's just like we're kicking an object because I see. I, I I guess I I wrongly assumed. Yeah, I yeah. wrongly assumed that was yeah, the yeah, only I, iteration of hacky sack. I mean, and to be clear, uh, potheads can be competitive. Sure. So you yeah. Can't have a, a mix. That's where that's where true harmony is found. I think it's one of those sports where like, yeah, there are no rules, and there's actually 37 unwritten rules that everybody's yeah. super passive aggressive about. Mm. Right. Right. That's why I'm not an well, anarchist because like, that's what anarchy is, right? Like, yeah, man, <laughs> anarchy. Everybody just takes care of everybody. It's like Burning Man. There's actually 3,000 different rules you have to follow. Mm. Right? Think about it like this: football, the most complicated sport in the world. We spend yeah. hours watching it, and we understand like 0.01 percent of it. Or football can be throwing a ball back and forth. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 500 is football. Thank you for putting the headline eight stabbed in ultimate Frisbee fracas in my head, Ryan. Thank you. (laughs) Got to stay away from the ultimate course, man. No, now ultimate, if you told me that that devolved into some like rules fighting, I'd be like, yeah, ultimate is frequently just like people who decided they shouldn't play rugby because they can't control themselves. (laughs) Oh, that's absolutely my brother. But hacky sack is more like, yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought billiards was too fast paced. I decided I needed <laughs> something a little more chill. I think the other thing with hacky sack is you get um, you get people who like identify as chill. Yeah. And people always don't understand themselves very well. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you, got, you got people who like really advertise and broadcast their chillness and like, uh, oh, I'm so, I'm so laid back. And it's revealed that they're not. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, if you follow if you follow my rules for declarative humanity, that means that they're actually the most violent person in the world, right? Like, mm. yeah, you know, people just say I'm a free free spirit, I'm easygoing, I'm freewheeling. That means that person is <laughs> the biggest control freak that, you've ever met. Well, see, and that actually tracks. Uh, it sounds it sounds funny, but that actually tracks into common sense because why would you feel the need to state over and over again in a lot of these imagined cases that you are chill unless there had been an argument made against that in some point you are either you for some reason in your past you feel the need for your present self to state over again how chill you are something's up there i do not have a knife i am the, extremely chill the chill the chillest thing is to this. not i've never claimed to be chill <laughs> the chillest thing is to not play hacky sack oh, and to not out. even own a hacky sack ball to well, do yeah, nothing it involves prank caller stuff prank caller right. yeah right. just to play sack 
Just sack out. Just sit there. Yeah, lay here don't in a say that. Don't. I don't want you to say that anymore. <laughs> sack. Hey Can kids, we're gonna play sack. To notice the resplendent light on Jason right now. Yeah, mm. it's magic hour. He's like a cat in a sunbeam. Yeah, it's it, it, early in the morning. The sunrise comes in over here, and it's like, oh, mm. oh shit, this is too bright. And now this time of day, luckily it's cloudy, or I'd be blinded. <clears throat> um, let's see here. From uh, I'm a pumpkin doctor. You can find it. <laughs> Whomst you can find it. JCDPB on Twitter.com. My brother and I argued in line at Kroger about whether Shiner Holiday Cheer tasted like Christmas because we couldn't agree on a definition for what Christmas tasted like. Now, per the rules of the assignment, I'm going to assume this means Pumpkin Doctor and Brother then physically fought in Kroger over this. So we will, I we allowed will assume... this in because the premise was so funny. Yeah. Well, I, like I this, mean, this, this was just... not listed, but I, I allowed it on that reason. I'm just going to assume a fight took place. It's Kroger. Yeah. We're going to assume somewhere. the best of you guys because you should fight over this. Yeah, if this were a pub- literal wars have been fought over this. If this Te- were a Publix, you wouldn't fight it. If this were an HEB in Texas, they they have established procedures for that in Texas, right? Like, all right, fellas, <laughs> yo, take this rootin' tootin' argument out into the parking lot. That's happened before. But if it's Kroger, they're going to let you do anything. They'll let you strangle each other. Oh yeah, they're like, don't splash blood on the magazines. We yeah. can't resell them. <laughs> Except we Blood just, Magazine. We could if we take can. him to Food Lion. We just yeah. got that Prepper Quarterly in. Don't get blood on it. No, that's Te- valuable with blood. That, like, blood, blood oh, has, yeah, has actually, iron yeah. in it. You need that. You can sell it. You can uh, yeah. you also do it's just, it's DNA and stuff. And it's I want to say sick. something controversial. Yeah? I don't think anything should taste like Christmas, because when I think about Christmas, I think about, like, pine trees. And if I want gin, I will just drink gin. Thank I. You. So I would argue if we're going historical with it, the most Christmas flavor you could get would be the old beef tray. That sounds like sleeping in a manger to me. Like, that's Christmas as hell. You know, a manger, what is it if not a beef tray? An old beef tray. That's right. Our Lord was born in a beef tray. (laughs) Jesus is old beef. And then then the Romans roasted him for it. And what did he come here to resolve? Old beef, in fact. Yeah. 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 The and Roman like Empire Je- itself was the old beef. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'll put you and I'll put you, I'll I'll leave you sleeping like baby Jesus in that old beef tray if you eat that beef tray around me on principle. Oh. Todd, he looks like a little angel, just baby Jesus in a beef tray. <laughs> I would like <laughs> to re- I would like to redo the last supper where he breaks the bread but then he passes the beef tray. It's sort of more it's of a like a Philly, a Philly last supper at this point. Oh my God, Bethlehem! Eat it, Eat it you stupid quitters. ass! I also would like at the nativity was a stupid ass. There was a donkey Shit. right there, and it didn't it didn't talk unlike other. It's not my tiny though. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I want to go to the Schwarzenegger Christmas pageant. Oh boy, talk about a problematic Christmas pageant. Oh, the Kennedys aren't invited. <laughs> why, why are there so many butts involved? Why aren't you in giving this? the baby wine? <laughs> <laughs> this baby is very strong. <laughs> Extremely developed. <laughs> Riding a muscular tiny donkey. No, I was just thinking he would make he would make the angel like suspend themselves from the ceiling, just like doing a rope climb the entire time. Uh, one one thing, is there friend. An angel in the nativity pageant. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know God. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Talks to the Magi, right? All the, sh- all the shepherds would have to strip because robes conceal swollenness. The uh, angel is the one who knocked up Mary. Oh, that's right. Friend of the program, John, actually in saw it recently in California. During the play. In San- 
He was in Santa Monica and he saw Arnold rides his bike every day on the beach in Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. And Arnold, he saw Arnold. He's got one of those like fat tire bikes. He does. And he saw Arnold on his morning ride. And I was like, how did you not just run after him going like, ah, I would instantly begin chasing him hollering all sorts of arnold things at him it would be and irresistible pe- and people say you are uh, you're difficult to work with yeah blow out his earphones yeah see um i would like to share one from user terminal fatigue it is brief to the point and stunning witnessed a brawl in the front row of a they might be giants show once again, I feel you know, like the collection you know, of people here should exclude fighting. No, no, you know what this was? One was going Istanbul, the other one Constantinople. <laughs> the fucking crusades are happening. <laughs> got your Turkish delight right here, pal. We got the Put damn Byzantines and Romans boring in, in the mosh pit at the They Might Be Giants show. Maybe the problem was they were literally giants. They saw giants. Put a birdhouse in your are soul, giants. buddy. <laughs> You're going to be Particle Man by the time I'm through with you. <laughs> Triangle Man does hate Particle. <gasps> it was written. They had a fight. Mm-hmm. If Particle was Man. There's Particle, the Particle Man. Where is he? Where is he? And he looks over and he says, oh, shit. The dude from Silent Hill. Triangle Man. Going birdhouse <laughs> on your ass. Is this the silliest band to have a fight at their concert? It's up there. Raffy? Gosh, it's it's way up. Nah, because Raffy's right? got kids, and kids will fight over almost anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you're like an adult could... fighting at the Raffy concert, yeah, you fucked up. Something happened. I would say Yanni, but Yanni just implies adultery. Sure. Yeah. Not no, Weird Al. He's got songs about fighting. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, that might kick off <laughs> in the pit at a Weird Al show. I mean, you just play like Weasel Stomping Day, and it's going off. Yeah, he could, that could get pretty rowdy. I, this is I the very much I like it of. being canon that every concert has a pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every no concert. What? Do you know, honest to God, the way her Vegas shows have been going, you know who could really use one is Celine Dion. I would jump in there without question. So sure. it's Celine. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> I'm doing the fighting. <laughs> She would also like if I could t- if I could go which diva grade singer would totally give death metal a 110% committed run for an entire song it would be Celine Dion. She would. Like she would crank it like she would open her mouth and you'd hear All right. That's a terrifying noise. I'm going to flip over to another concert tale from Mark Parker at Parker 45. Now, once again, I am assuming fisticuffs here, and I am assuming fisticuffs because it is funny. Um, First fight ever for me and future wife was at the Farm Aid concert, and it was because she left to get a corn dog and didn't come back with one for me. In my head, these two decided to settle it in the octagon, emerged with a mutual respect, and then decided to get married. Yeah. They didn't even know each other before this. I just want to carefully frame this so it is not an endorsement of partner violence, but <laughs> two pe- two adults coming together to settle a serious crime, uh, a serious crime in you know in one of the old ways. Like Corn- because they're married, I assume that she kicked his ass at least a little. Corn dog fight. Mm. Is it a fight over the corn dog or the principal? And which principal. one is se- which one is principal. stupider? But the principal is is less than a corn dog. The stupidest possible thing would be calling it a corny dog, which is what they call it at the Texas State Fair. Ew. 
Yeah. Is Which it is different you... in some meaningful way? No, it's a corn dog. But they call it corny dogs because, like every state fair, every state fair claims that every food was invented at said state fair, and no state fair is I feel like bigger. Texas has than, a stronger claim to this than most of Than them. the Texas State Fair, right? The Texas State Fair has invented sure. every kind of absolute garbage, grease fire food. All of them invented at the Texas State Fair, allegedly. And the guy who did it marketed his version of the corn dog, which I'm sure existed for 50 years prior as a corny dog. To which to me, if I had a time machine, instead of going back and helping humanity, I would go back and punch people in the face like this guy. It's like, no, I would call it a corny dog. Find something to hit him with. The U.S. The patent for the corn dog was filed in 1927 and granted in 1929. For a combined it took dipping... two years for them to decide. <laughs> listen, market, listen. Research, testing. Um, send us more corn dogs. We haven't yet decided yet. Was there a government them. guy in a bowler who looked like William Taft who was like, "I must sample these." Here, here is here is um, here is a, a segment of the patent. I have discovered that articles of food such, for instance, as wieners, boiled ham, hard-boiled eggs, cheese, sliced peaches, pineapples, bananas, and like fruit, and cherries, dates, figs, strawberries, etc., when impaled on sticks and dipped in batter, which includes in its ingredients a self-rising flour and then deep-fried in a vegetable oil, the resultant food product on a stick for a handle is a clean, wholesome, and tasty refreshment. No, wholesome. it is neither clean nor wholesome. Tasty is up. Listen, I can only conclude that the, that the holder of this patent was the very hungry caterpillar based on the amount of shit that they put in. At first he fried one plum, then he fried one peach, then he fried yes, two on hot page, dogs. Listen, on page Eric four, Carl the very hungry caterpillar has a heart attack. Then he fried R. Big Tex. Carl, but I feel like he would really like where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. And then I said big text on fire. Correct, Jason. Spencer, go right ahead. I want to go ahead and go to Bad Rooster Fly, a.k.a. Chance, which is argument last to this day between myself and a few of my fraternity brothers over whether or not our friend could defeat a mountain lion in hand-to-hand combat. See why you picked this one. Mm-hmm. The statement... I could definitely bench more than a mountain lion was made at one point in complete sincerity. Bench, so let's no unpack. shit. Let's unpack. <laughs> this is, is... The, 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 the assumption that fighting is about benching. What the fuck? The, <laughs> first of all, the idea of a mountain lion being like, mm, yeah, bro, it's chest day. Hold on. Let me get spot, these balls on spot the bar. Me. Spot me. The idea of a cat lying on its back on a bench. Wrapping its like... paws around the bar. First of all, everybody knows that mountain lions prefer inclined bench. Everybody yeah. knows that. You see, incline's actually better for you, Ryan. <laughs> I can explain to you about the angle. But you see, flat bench is not actually good for pectoral development. Because what you want is that shelf across the top, right? Obviously, like, you know, a mountain sure power, maybe lion bench, you prefers know. an incline. That's mountain. right. That's right. Yeah, it's, yeah. There it yeah, they're doing they go, the, they what is it, the salmon pull-up? Yeah, they're doing the salmon pull-ups. That's how they prepare themselves to like fling themselves out of trees at their prey. Just seeing a mountain, just seeing a mountain lion on the bench and some dude over it going, "Quit arching, bitch. Quit arching." That's no. Yeah, that's what started the fight. Quit that power lift and shit. Man, I feel like we hear a lot of these arguments and not enough about whether or not anybody decides to find out. I, 
I have I have a link from Outside Magazine. How a man killed a mountain lion with his bare hands. Oh, like team mountain lion. Was this the small one? Yeah. I don't know. Because it was a. Maybe it was. It a, was. All right, so there was a guy who you was killed a baby mountain lion. It was like yeah. Oh yeah, younger woman. than a year old. That's fucked up. Yeah, and it was like starving. It was. Yeah, it was kind of never even been to the gym. Yeah. Yeah, it, but yeah, bro. He was still on push. He was still on body weight. He wasn't even through his first cycle of starting strength. <laughs> mountain lion just pushed the bar. No weights, and you're out here bragging about yeah. defeating it. No, he's not. That is not the case that I think is actually the impressive. I kicked a mountain lion's ass. I knew ass. this was going to derail us, and I'm so happy it is. All right, 2007. Yeah, California. In the Prairie Creek Redwoods on a ten, at the tail end of a 10-mile hike. When the Pac-12 still mattered. When the Pac-10 still mattered. Sorry, apologies. Uh, when was that? The lion pounced on Jim Ham at the tail end of the hike. Jim Ham? Mm, Jim Ham. Jim, spell. H-A-M-M. G-Y-M. But G-E-M-H-A-M. The mountain, lion, the mountain lion sitting there in like large predator court going, The man's name was Ham! <laughs> How could I not? Ooh. So he uh, he was attacked. The 70-year-old man uh, was pinned down, face down on the trail. Nell Ham, his wife, screamed at the lion, grabbed a branch. What's her name? Nell Ham. Nell, Nell, will you make me the happiest ham man? Nell Ham. <laughs> um, she started beating the crap out of the mountain lion with the stick. That did nothing. And... She, she grabbed a pen from her husband's pocket wow. and stabbed the mountain lion in the goddamn eye. Bobby And broke it off. Odin. Yeah. And Odin then she picked lions. up the branch again, slammed it into his face. <laughs> the animal stepped back and... Looking uh, badass. And mm-hmm. Yeah, looking bad with the pen. <laughs> looking good, Not bro. with a rakish piratical charm. He's like, how am I going to bench with this pen in my eye? Just, <laughs> miss Fuck, I'm never going to be a pilot now. Fuck! Yeah. I guess we're going into bodybuilding instead. <laughs> Those are the two jobs. <laughs> That's it. Gonna go That's be a, mountain lions do these days. Going to be a mountain lion pirate. <laughs> my little eye patch. Pirate and, or pilot? That's it. Yeah, so Nelham Nelham managed to fend off a mountain lion with nothing more than a stick and a pen that she jabbed into the goddamn eye of a large mountain lion. Mom, why do you always carry all that shit in your purse? I, I, I <laughs> hope right. she points to this article from now until the end of time. That's right. <laughs> I, by but the also, way- I hope I, I kind of hope that y'all are eaten by mountain lions. Sorry. Who? <laughs> Who is the y'all here? Never. I guess we'll Let's find continue. out. Okay. Let's continue. Let's continue. Who's next? I think I think it's my turn. Um, I think it's Ryan. I am going to go to this one from Roy Donk at Big Old Mud Pie. St. <laughs> <laughs> Louis. Respect, Roy. It only gets dirtier. St. Louis 2014. The Rams were three and six and last in the division. <laughs> <laughs> I was outside a bar waiting on my Uber where I saw a guy drunkenly berate his buddy for not believing that they'd make the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) By the time my ride arrived, they were beating the stuffing out of each other on the curb. St. Louis Rams 2014. Yeah. Yeah, 
The Rams so failed. From, huh. Yeah. It'll shock you who co- who coached this team. Jeff Fisher. Not one of his better years. Six and ten finished last in the division. Uh, Aaron Donald was on that team, though, so I that's I just feel fun. older than God because what do you mean Aaron Donald was in the league in 2014? So it looks yeah. like from that point on, after the, the fight, they went uh, three and four. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Not, you guys made it worse. Not inspired. Yeah. Things I'm trying to. to so around. so this is if this would have been what week for them? Week nine. This was November. Uh, November. November 2nd. Ish. OK. So it's either after they beat the 49ers, which which beating up your friend after the, your team wins is truly demented or after they lost the next week to the Cardinals, which yeah, it was after the 31 14 loss to the Cardinals. Um, I would like to remind you that the Rams only stayed in St. Louis for one more year after that. Yeah, yeah they, they had, had to get to... away from these guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is just like, you don't believe in our bad team. Is such a specific reason, like, what, what a reason to have to defend the honor of the three and six St. Louis Rams. Yeah, this was a pretty bad team. They'd been blown out a few times, and all their wins were by one score each at that point. <laughs> so, <laughs> who's the quarterback at this at this point on the Rams? It's Bradford, isn't it? Is it? Well, I I don't know if he's hurt. That's why I'm asking. He's probably the quarterback. Oh, he was hurt <clears throat> for a game or two. Uh, he was injured in preseason, so the quarterback would have been either Austin Davis or Sean Hill. Sean Hill, yeah. So so you so somebody beat up another person who dared to suggest that. Sean Hill would not lead. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure we're, we all understand. An undrafted Maryland mm. quarterback. That's fucking great. Playing for Jeff Fisher on the Rams. That's fucking wonderful. But now God. I'm just sad. Um, I can make you feel better. Please do. Mm, not confident, this, but go ahead. This no. anecdote from... Oh, boy. Leo the Giant Slore. <laughs> you could just read his at. Yeah, at the Tony... At, the real Tony Leo. God, I hope so. The guys next door to me in the barracks. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fought over a ham sandwich. Yes. <laughs> they fought through the bathroom and into my room, then out of the hallway. They old boy did. <laughs> they totally, like an, they fought like the Girl Scouts in airplane. Like they are all over the bar. Daredevil fight scene. The hallway fight scene. I One of them holding the sandwich. <laughs> I was thinking like, of Blazing Saddles specifically, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I'm was picturing one of them has the sandwich, yeah. and like whoever is winning the fight at that moment possesses the sandwich, but it's being ripped from hand to hand. Yeah. Uh, and oh, I don't wait, know if it's wait. funnier if it's tearing to pieces or if it's not. It's it, it's better. It started when one guy was about to take a hit out, or hey, take a bite, a bite out of his sandwich, and his roommate slapped it out of his hands. <laughs> I just see like diving across the room, like <laughs> so. This fight started in the bathroom, which mm-hmm. I really want to believe that the no, ham they said, sandwich. They said through the bathroom. Fought yeah. through so the I, bathroom. I'm okay. This is like bedrooms or barracks connected by a ba- like a communal bathroom. Yeah. So this might have been this might have been from their room through the bathroom into the next room and then into the hallway over a ham sandwich. Now this doesn't say these are Marines, but don't They're you Marines. worry, folks. We have a Marine story coming up. I mean, it doesn't say whether these were Marines. I have my suspicions. I could see the guys next door. 
the bathroom would be next door. So that would mean the fight. Oh, so this that would indicate further. the fight started in the bathroom because the bathroom would be next door. Oh, I thought they meant that he so the, that, that they that they transitioned through the bathroom en route to his room. This is like the I weirdest think that would game be a logical reading. I think that would be a very logical reading, but if you take it very literally, the guys were next door. And the next door would be the bathroom. So one of these fellows was eating a ham sandwich in a bathroom. And <laughs> I know, I any, any right-thinking person would... Uh, Ryan, would... wouldn't it be fucked up if this guy's name was Colonel Mustard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how much shit would you take if your actual name was Colonel Mustard? That would suck so bad. None, ever. The thing is... That's, that's where like, the Percy Harvin rule comes in. You don't fight the dude named Colonel Mustard if he's made it to Colonel in the army with a last name of Mustard. Mm-mm. Well, also, I thought, I thought this, this was going to be a Catch-22 thing where he has the rank of Colonel, but also his literal name is Colonel Mustard. Or he's Sergeant yeah. Colonel. Sergeant <laughs> Colonel well, Mustard. You don't fight Colonel, Colonel, Colonel Mustard because you might kill you with a candlestick in a library. That's true. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about slapping a ham sandwich out of somebody's hands. You either have to have a very good reason for doing it, like it's poisoned or it's like a religious relic of great value and worth or you have to have no reason like there's no like medium range here where it's like well i kind of had a reason it's either i was fucking with you or this is the reincarnated christ and i didn't want you to eat him the second one is by far my personal preference yeah i mean the the no reason at all one well it's already established that jesus is beef not so sure sure yeah it can't happen sorry um let's see here <clears throat> from Sparkles, Robbie, Sparkles, Leftwich, Sparkles. I assume those are emojis, but that's how it appears in spreadsheet. Nope, just, just, reading, just, just, yeah. just, reading, just reading the card. Um, saw a near fist fight over whether a particular Star Wars novel, I wish I remembered which one, probably one of the original <laughs> Thrawn trilogy, I'm going to guess you're probably right, Robbie, uh, was considered, quote-unquote, literature. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Discuss. And if, if it's Thrawn, I think everyone on the internet will say, well, well yeah, of course. So I, I, just, I feel like the internet is with you on this one. Like, it's one thing when we do this shit on Twitter, because everything we do on Twitter is a waste of time to begin with. And it's just like, it's only trained us to have bad opinions and fight over them. But to actually do this in real life is just like, <sighs> Hey buddy, I was born to have bad opinions and fight over them. Go I balls. Think the, I, I love the, uh, the status we give to the word literature. That just means, yeah, books yeah, there's that all kinds teachers of bad like literature. yeah is that like yeah does that just mean like uh things i have to read slowly is it, that i all? mean it just means um books you buy and then set somewhere That's <laughs> how rich do you think you'd have to be to get like a thrawn book put on like the ap lit exam like, not that uh, rich i bet the amount of money really? would disappoint i bet it would disappoint you yeah. Mm. No, I, I I think it's a goal. That's why I'm more interested in it. Let's do Is it. Is this yeah. why we're going to take over school boards? This- Honestly, we <laughs> could do, school boards could do a lot worse. This is this is one of the less destructive ideas we've had. That's what I'm saying. This is how we're going to sort of uh, gum up the works. Yeah. With our yeah. shutdown full pack. I'm just going to make an energy drink empire. And then I'm going to write a series of Star Wars Star Wars novels where they uh-huh. all drink the energy are, drinks. Are constantly. they licensed? No. Okay. <laughs> then I'm going to get the Tennessee school board. I'm right. I'm going to go to Tennessee and I'm going to pay off everybody. Right. Sure. Yep. And I'm going to get a Tennessee school board. Yep. To approve my energy drink endorsement <laughs> plan. Right. But like these books are just huge ads. It'll be like. It'll be like. It'll be like. 
Obi-Wan pulled out his lightsaber <laughs> and took a swig of his, you know, antsy boy energy drink. Throndo. Right? We're calling it Throndo. Throndo. Yeah, he took an enormous <laughs> swig of his Throndo energy drink. <laughs> And it was like, ah, with the power of Throndo, I will defeat the dark side. <laughs> with, and with I, will my... read these, I will read these slowly keep in this going, exact fashion going, at these going. school board meetings. Yeah, right? sure. And I will yeah. pay all of them a pitiful sum of money, right? These people mm-hmm. could be bought off with like $70. They'd be like, I think it's a good idea to put Throndo in there. The Battle of Throndo, Volume 2 in the Throndo Trilogy, I think it needs to go into our schools. Yep. So Obi Wan receives his mental Williams boost, County and thank you. Th- I think um, so. Like in the nineties, I, th- I, I'm, I think you literally could have done this, and it wouldn't have been a- difficult at all, because like George Lucas l- really likes money. Now it's going to be more of a challenge because um, of Disney. Yeah. Th- yeah, but uh, I think I think the what about Babylon Five? Up- Can we do that? Well, there's Probably that. Yes. <laughs> we'll just call it say- Babylon Six. <laughs> I was going to say, just straight up call it Star Wars literature right up top. Right. Yeah. Because then they feel bad for telling you to to knock it off. A parody. It's a parody. (laughs) All right. Parody account. I'm going to take this ramp of both novelizations and uh, pick up the thread of the military and go over to Benji the Kid at Benji SC30. Oh, boys. The Marines are back. What's Jonesy going to stick his dick in this time? (laughs) In Iraq with the Marine Corps. Two guys got into a... Now, give me a second when I finish this, okay? Because I have a theory. Two guys got into a fight over who got to read the book Lone Survivor first. (laughs) Now, if you don't know what book I'm talking about, go ahead and look this up. We will wait. But in my head, this is not the original book. This is a novelization of the Mark Wahlberg movie that they made out of the book. (laughs) Literature. Yeah. That's literature. Oh my god. So there's one no copy. Further, I have no further. It's called Lone Survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so so there there's a lone copy of Lone Survivor and both of these gentlemen want to be the first to read it. Yes. And then I assume they would wish to destroy it so that the other cannot become the Lone Survivor. Oh shit, I hadn't thought about that. I don't know if the Lone Survivor book is a how-to manual. We, we can't know until you read it, and if you're the second to read it, then you, it might already be too late. Oh. Hey, Jason, you've got another literature one in here, don't you? Do I? You do, from Prescott you, Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. Around. You've, ah. got, you've got the real good one. From Wild West WX on Twitter, Prescott Bishop. Uh, classmates at my fundamentalist middle school. All right, here we go. Scream <laughs> fighting over whether or not Harry Potter was real-life satanic magic. All right. Let's uh, go. I, I know when you went to middle school, Prescott, it was before 9-11, because after 9-11, these people stopped giving a shit about Harry Potter, and they trained all the energy on people from a certain part of the world. The 90s were nothing but fundies uh, training all this energy on everything in sight, because the Cold War had ended, and they were desperate for villains, and they found it in a 11-year-old British boy, I, I, and whatever, um, and then, yeah, and then just within a couple years, they completely forgot about it. I This is funny. Uh for I was researching something um, a, a few months ago, and it, it's Christianity Today, all right? It's like the Time Magazine of Evangelicals. I was looking through it for references to Harry Potter, so it's funny I was assigned this, um, and in articles up until 9-11, Harry Potter's described as evil, nefarious. This is, uh, this is a gateway to Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering and all sorts of evil things. 
9-11 happens. A year later, movie review of Harry Potter. Delightful family fair. So, there you have it. When you said, when you said they were going to blame it all on one 11-year-old British boy, I wanted to jump in and just go, Neville. It was Neville. Neville Longbottom, oh, yeah. Neville killed the snake. Typical. No, I don't even mean Neville Longbottom. Okay. I just mean some, like, someone oh, named Neville. Random, a, a just random. Just a boy. Neville. Yeah. You know, just like Neville from, like, Bournemouth. Like, oh, Neville. Oh, I accept that completely. Yeah. I am Typical not, Neville. like, deeply steeped in the Harry Potter lore. But oh, the magic you've got doesn't. A daughter, just wait. I know. But the magic doesn't seem interesting enough to be satanic. Like, it's if that's not. all Satan can do, like, I'm not real worried about that battle between good and evil. If he's just it's like, a, look, a, I can summon things, but the, only yeah, simple the, ones. The idea is it's a gateway. That's it. These are the same people uh, who, these are the same people who are terrified of yoga. Okay. How do they feel about close-up magic? <laughs> there are Let's Christian probably, illusionists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be like a Christian the, 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 uh, the Arrested Development joke about illusionists. I'm, yeah. you know, I guarantee you they got that. <laughs> Sure. I got that from youth group ministry. Sure. Yeah. Really? Yeah. If you Google Christian illusionist right now, page after page after page after page Ooh. of guys saying it's not magic, so you can hire us. Right. Excellent. There is like a satanic Hogwarts, but it probably rocks too hard <laughs> to be discussed. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, yeah, these kids have so much fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> they have the sickest outfits. They have the best parties. Dismal academic performance, but nobody cares. It's fine. It's so clear. Their hair is bouncy. It is. It's awesome. It's in Orlando. <laughs> hot, uh, it always comes back to hot weather goths with you, doesn't it? It does. It'd be hot weather goths. It'd be like, yeah, where'd Satanic Hogwarts be? It'd be in someplace <laughs> dismal and cold, right? Or it'd be in like, in a cave. No, you're like, no, Orlando. more committed than hot weather goths. We've established this. It'd be in Orlando. Uh, so it's UCF. <laughs> it's UCF. UCF is oh. evil Hogwarts. UCF is evil. Evil escape Hogwarts. <laughs> Stephen Godfrey's antenna are twitching right now, and he does not know why. He'll be extremely pleased when he finds out. I just keep making them sound awesome, though, like satanic. (laughs) What the hell, Satan Hogwarts in Orlando? Skateboard It's like a big skate park. (laughs) Do they have mighty feasts with floating candles? And you're like, nah, it's like a Chipotle kind of arrangement. They steal things from the mall food court. Fuck you. (laughs) It's awesome. Look at this. There's a cookie cake made for somebody named Brenda. We just ruined her fucking birthday. <laughs> you got the, uh, so when you walk into uh, Satanic Hogwarts at UCF, you have to learn which frat you're going to, which is determined by the sorting visor. <laughs> <laughs> they learn Avada Kedavra on, like, day one. That's all they, they're like, what do you do? <laughs> Fatal spells, day one. <laughs> Can you guys, like... Can you do things like convert toadstools to tomatoes? No, but we got that killing shit down. We yeah. learned that like sick day one. We learned. Yeah, we Don't learned say it, turn- bro. Don't yeah. say it, bro. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I just watched the Tyson Fury fight. I'm so amped. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I put nope, a piece nope. of my soul in my PlayStation. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> My Horcrux is a fake cartridge. <laughs> I have one more. It's from at Robity. I got sucker punched at a bar by an astonishingly drunk man for taking his hat. He accused me of stealing his hat. I explained we had the same baseball hat and that his was on his head. And he decked me. <laughs> Mind your fucking I- business. 
I hope that this man realized that he was wrong and punched the guy anyway. I hope he. Yeah, I hope he really. I think that's what happened. I think you made me feel. Ba- you made me feel bad. <laughs> that's all it is. Why are you embarrassing me? This you calling me dumb? This is you're not the boss of me. Punch. Uh, smart Alec, huh? I see you eyeing my hat. <laughs> Why should you have two hats? That's selfish. <laughs> I had this hat first. Then you walk in with it. Because I like you I like stole my hat and put another hat on my head. And you're gonna steal that one too. You cloned my hat. It's the Indians' fault too for being on our land when we got there. <laughs> Oh my god. I just like I love the commitment here. I just like that he's like, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. Stick, yeah. stick to your guns. Yeah. I, I already decided Finished to just the drill. I already decided I'm punching this guy. The drill. I wonder so I have if... to go from theft to mockery. I just have to be like, well now you're making fun of me. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no uh retract button. Yeah, it's like a video game animation. You can't stop. It's like, sorry, I'm already punching you. Where are yeah, you? Yeah, no, this cuts. I can't. I, I can't get out of this punch. Scene. <laughs> Strong punch. Just, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe the um, theory on the part of the puncher is that these hats were swapped. And oh, you're trying. Uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. Sure. That's you still my hat. Me. Not catching me in none of your devilish traps. You know, old Frank, once he starts winding up, like he has the cartoon wind up to the punch, right? Like he's windmilling and he's like, sorry. All right, I got eight windmills in. Yep, Nine yep. and ten are coming. Be, be ashamed to waste this wind up. 